KMTT, Kimitzion, Tetzei Torah, Udvar Hashem, Yerushalayim. www.kimitzion.org Having a new week. Today is Monday. As on every Monday, today's shiur will be the shiur in the mitzvah HaShavuit, the weekly mitzvah, Harav Binyamin Tavori. In Parashat Vayera, HaKadosh Baruch Hu appears to Avraham at, on the third day after the Brit Milah. And then Malachim come and promise Avraham that he'll have a child. The Torah says that Avraham and Sarah were getting old. Sarah was past the age of childbearing. And Sarah's reaction was, Vatitzchak Sarah b'kirbali mor. Sarah left, Acharei v'loti aita liyedna, v'adoni zakein, I'm old, my husband is old. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who understood what Sarah said, even though Sarah said it to herself, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Avraham, Lama zetzachaka Sarah limor ha'afum namelet v'ani zakanti? Why did Sarah laugh and say, how could I have a child when I'm old? Rashi, in the name of the Medrash, in the name of the Gemara, points out that Sarah said, Vaduniza came. My husband is old. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu said, why did Sarah laugh and say that I am old? To wit, Sarah is old. The Rashi quotes the Medrash. I said it's also a Gemara. Shina katuv mipnei ha-shalom. Sharei hi amra v'adoniza kein. There's a deviation in the text because she really said, v'adoniza kein. My husband is old. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Avram, I'm old. The Torah said, I am old. The Gemara learns from here that it's a proper thing to deviate from the truth in order to increase peace and harmony among people. The commentary known as Das Zekenim Ubali Atosvos point out that really there's no deviation from the truth in the sentence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Because Sarah had a compound statement. I'm too old, I'm past the age of childbearing. And my husband is old. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Avram, why did Sarah laugh and say, I am old? She did say, I am old. She didn't use the words, she used the words, how could I have a child at such an advanced age? But, she did say that she is old. The only deviation, if you wish to call it that, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not say the part Vadoniza came. Sarah really did say, not only am I old, but my master, my husband is old. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said that Sarah said, 
that she is old. He did not relate at all to the statement that she made about Avraham. So, in that respect, there is a slight deviation, but it's not a, a lie, it's not a mistruth, it's not saying something that's wrong. It's omitting something that Sarah said. In any case, the Gemara learns from here in Yuvamos that you see the importance of peace, that one is allowed to tell a lie or deviate from the truth for the purpose of peace. Our shir today will discuss the background to this particular Iser. Is there any real Iser to tell a lie in the first place? And if there is, how can we explain that it's mutter, it's permitted under certain conditions? Let's begin by trying to analyze is there indeed an Iser of telling a lie? Now, person might say automatically, I see a number of places in the Torah where lies are actually forbidden. For example, it says, Midvar Sheker Tirchak. In the Pasuk in Mishpatim, it says a person should remove himself, distance himself from telling a lie. Midvar Sheker Tirchak. As a matter of fact, there's an anecdote told about one of the great Gedolim who was asked to give a haskam on a sefer. He was asked to give an approbation on a certain sefer. And he really didn't feel the sefer was worth having his name attached to it. But nevertheless, the person had asked him, he found it difficult to refuse. So he agreed to write this approbation, this haskam. The story is told that he wrote this letter of haskam on a long sheet of paper. And he signed his name at the very bottom, leaving a great portion of the paper blank, clear. And they asked him, why did you do that? When you sign your name very far away from something that you've written, people could add, people could make all kinds of additional comments. It's correct, it's proper to sign your name adjacent to the last line. So the story goes that this Godel said, it's true, I wrote the approbation because I felt I had to. But at least let me put my name very far away. Let me estrange myself, put myself as far away as possible from the lie. So, on one hand, if the Torah says, you might think right away, this is the source of telling a lie. However, if we'll study the context of the Psukim in Mishpatim, you'll see that these Psukim are completely involved with the discussion of Bezdin. The Torah says, Midvar Sheker Tirchak, V'nakivet Tzadik Al Taharog, Kilo Atzdik Rasha. You should distance yourself from a lie, and make sure you do not punish, to actually put to death, a person who is innocent. The psukim obviously are referring to court cases. So, it doesn't seem to be that these psukim relate to the individual who just would tell an innocent lie. The pasuk before Midvar Shekatichak is also related to court cases. Don't deviate the law, the justice of a poor person in his argument. 
In other words, just because a person is poor, indigent, don't differentiate against him in, in court. Midvar Sheker Tirchak. The Gemara in Shavuos mentions a number, a number of examples of Midvar Sheker Tirchak, but the common denominator of all of them is that it's referring to monetary cases, court cases, be they monetary, be they bodily punishment, but all of them refer to court cases. In fact, most Rishonim, or let's say many Rishonim, don't count at all Midvash as a separate halacha. They claim, apparently, that there's a general rule that Bezdin should judge, should adjudicate all cases properly, all cases fairly. Midvash would be a sentence within the general rubric of the laws that apply to the courts. But there's no specific Easter called Midvash We'll see that this is the opinion of many Rishonim, although there are some Rishonim that disagree. One person then might say, okay, but we have another Pasuk. The Pasuk is, Lo Teshakru Ish Ba'amito. Here the Pasuk seems to be, don't lie, Lo Teshakru, the Pasuk in Kedoshim. But of course, when we look within the context of that Pasuk, it seems to be the same thing. Is referring to a person who denies a claim made against him. There is a monetary claim made against him, and the Torah told you, don't deny it. Don't lie about it. So it seems that these psukim, both and do not refer to the general case of a person just innocently, well, maybe it's not so innocently, telling a lie. But it's referring to a court cases, to monetary or, or physical uh, cases of, of law. But they do not refer to just what we would call lying. The third source that one could raise in the Torah is the, the, also a law that's found of Hin, hin the Torah there tells us a person should be equitable and fair in all his dealings. Hin Sedek is explained in the Gemara, that a person says something, yes, it should be just, it should be true. And here, from here we learn that a person should tell the truth under all circumstances. Here again, a person might argue, and say that this refers specifically to court cases. In fact, the Gemara in Bav Metziah quotes the cases of Hin Sadek, and one of the commentators on the Gemara in Bav Metziah, known as the Maharatz Chayos. The Maharatz Chayos was a person who lived in Vilna, and he wrote a commentary which is printed in standard editions of, of our Gemara. On many Mesechtas of Shas, he also wrote two volumes that are called the Chidushim of the Maratz Chayis. The Maratz Chayis says there in, in Bav Metziah that the basic din, Shelo Yidaber Echad Bepev, Echad Belev, that a person should not speak 
what we would call two-faced. The Gemara calls it Echad Bepev Echad Belev, once by his mouth and once by his heart. In other words, his heart and his mouth do not say the same thing. He's being two-faced. So he said, even though the Isur, the general statement of Echad Bepev Echad Belev, that's not referring to business. The idea of being honest in your dealings and being telling the truth has nothing to do with masa, with masa matan. So he said, but the truth is, mikra shebatora nafkala. Since this is the dus from a pasuk, ukrad dehin veefa shelamdu hein shachat sedek mayri minyani maslamatan. The truth is that the Psukim and the Torah talk about business. The laws of Hen Sedek refer to business laws. In fact, there's a very interesting Rashi. In Ksubis Daf Pei Vav, the Gemara there says that if you hold that Priyas Balchov Mitzvah, if a person would say there's a Mitzvah to pay back a debt, Rashi says, what's the source of this Mitzvah? So Rashi says, Hen Sedek, because a person said he'll pay it back, a person should keep his word, and therefore that would be the source, according to this idea of the Gemara, of the obligation of repaying debts. So we see that the basic law of Mosnet Sedek, of Hin Sedek, refers to monetary cases. So therefore we really have no source at all to say that there is an Isser of lying in general. The three psukim that we've quoted seem to be all related to court cases, to money cases, but not to general statements of people in normal conversation. The Rambam does not have any mitzvah at all of midrash ekertirchak. As I said before, many Rishonim don't count this in the Minyan HaMitzvahs. They don't count these, these, this Mitzvah, Midrashach Ertichach, as a separate Mitzvah, because they think it's part of the, the court case. So, but the Rambam does have a law of telling the truth. But it's interesting that there are different cases which we can't go into completely in our time, but some of these laws refer to Gnevas Das. Gnevas Das is not just telling a lie. Gnevas Das is when you mislead a person. You trick a person. If you would, for example, accept money from a person and say, I'm giving it to a very big, big stalker. And you told the person you have a very big, important stalker. So there the Gemara says that in such a case, a person would really have to decide what is the proper statement of what is the proper definition of an important stalker. Because otherwise you'd be misleading the person. That Isser of Gnevas Das is not our issue now. Our issue right now is just telling lies. The Rambam in Hilchos Deos, Perakei, Halachazayin, says that a Tamit Chacham is unique and has to be extremely meticulous about his deportment. The Rambam says, for example, there, A person should not, a Tamit Chacham, should not raise his voice, but he should speak politely. 
And he goes on to explain other proper modes of behavior for the Tamid Chacham. For example, Magdim Shalom Lechol Adam, Kedei Sheruchan Nochaimenu. A Tamid Chacham should make sure that he greets people first in order to find favor in their eyes. And then the Rambam says, V'lo And a Tamid Chacham should not deviate in his speech. V'lo Yosif, V'lo he should not add or detract, only to create peace. This halacha that the Ramam says for Tamid Chacham probably is based upon the concept of Ve'alachta Bidrachav, Imitatio Dei. Rav Salvechik wrote in his article, Rayonota Latfila, that this might be the mitzvah merkazich layadut. This might be the central mitzvah of Judaism, of walking in the ways of God. Now, generally we know the ways of God from the 13 midos, from the Yudgimel attributes of God that we say in davening, Hashem Hashem kel rachum v'chanun erech chesed, when we discuss the various attributes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as being loving, kind, filled with loving kindness and merciful, etc. But, one of the attributes is ve'emes. Hashem Hashem kerachim v'chanu erech ha'payim v'av chesed ve'emes. Truth. And not only is truth one of the attributes of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, we have the statement of Chazal, chotamo shel ha'kadosh Baruch Hu emet. God's seal is truth. God is the epitome of truth. Hashem elokechem emet. God is truth. And therefore, the mitzvah or the principle of v'halach t'abit rachav should apply to every person. A person should be a person of truth to emulate the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In fact, it's rather surprising that the Rambam says this only in connection with the Tamit Chacham. We know that the Rambam in Paragimel of Hilchus Tamit Torah explains that the Keter Torah, the crown of Torah, is greater than any other crown, is greater than any other title that a person could have. And the Rambam says that people are capable of attaining this crown. But nowhere does the Rambam say that a person has to be a Tamit Chacham. A person should be a good Jew, set aside time for learning, do Torah mitzvahs, and perhaps the aspiration and the goal should eventually to be a, to be Tamit Chacham. But it's not incumbent upon each person to become endowed with Ketet Torah, as the Rambam puts it in Paragimel of Hilchus HaMotorah. Not everyone is a Tamit Chacham. This parak that Ramam is referring to in Hilchos Deos is laws that apply to a Tamit Chacham, not to apply to the regular Jew. Why is it true that only a Tamit Chacham has this requirement of Lo Apparently, the Ram thinks even within the concept of imitatio dei of walking in the ways of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, there is a greater responsibility for a Tamit Chacham than everybody else. The idea of Lo according to the Rambam, would seem to apply only to a Tamit Chacham, and not apply to what we would call regular Jews. So, we have seen that most opinions say that there is no Isur at all in telling lies. This is the opinion of the that seems to be from of the Rishonim that interpret Midvar Sheker Tirchak as referring to monetary cases. The Yureim, Rabbi Lezemi Mitz, one of the Rishonim, 
wrote in his Sefer Yireim a list of mitzvahs, and he quotes the mitzvah of Midrash Sheker Techak. We mentioned that the Rambam doesn't even have this as a separate Easter. But the Yireim is one of the few Rishonim that count this as a separate Easter. And of course, he refers to monetary cases primarily. He also says that the Sheker a sheker which has no evil results, lo is Torah The Torah did not give us a, an iser of saying a lie which does not create any evil reactions. made He says, read it, as we said before, read it in context. However, the commentary on the Sefer Yireim, the Torahfos Re'im, Veer quotes that there are some Rishonim who disagree. And he quotes the Sefer Charedim as saying, Mitzvat Aseli Daber Emet Afili B'mili Da'alma. There is an opinion of the Sefer Charedim that there's a positive mitzvah, a mitzvah Asei, the Daber Emet, to speak the truth. Afilu B'mili Da'alma even in general conversation, not merely in legal cases. So there are opinions that there is an Easter of telling lies, but most Rishonim think that the Isuim of the Torah relate to monetary cases. With that in mind, I'd like to refer to the Gemara in Ksubis Daf Zayin. There the Gemara has the famous machlokes between Besham and Besilel as to the proper way to praise the Kala in front of the Chatan. Interestingly enough, we know we sing it at weddings, we have the phrase, Ketzad Meraktim Livni HaKala. How do, what's the proper way we would translate Meraktim as dancing before the Kala? We see within the context of the Gemara what it really means is not just the dancing, but what do we say to the Chatan on the at at the wedding in praise of the Kala. So the Gemara there says brings a famous machlokas between Beisham and Beisilel. Beishamai says Kala Kemoshehi. You say the truth about the Kala, whatever she is. So Rashi and Tosas point out there, Rashi says, You praise her according to her beauty, according to her sense of importance, you praise her. Tosas says, If there's something obviously wrong, she has some sort of a defect, He doesn't mean to praise her. It means to be quiet. Or you should praise her about something that is nice about her. Now, for example, even if she has other obvious physical defects, but if she has pretty eyes, you can should say she has pretty eyes. However, Beishamah says, you say, to whomever it is, you say, you ignore all defects and you say she's beautiful. Right, Tosa says, because according to Beis Hillel, 
if you only mention one specific issue, like Beishamai said, Beishamai said, if she has nice eyes, you should say she has nice eyes. So Beishamai felt that if you say that, then a person could infer, well, you thought her eyes were nice, because apparently everything else is not so nice. So therefore, Beishamai says, Kalanava Chasuda. The Gemara then relates the discussion between Beisham and Beisilel. Amul and Beisham and Beisilel. Haresh Aisa Chigeras Osuma. If a woman was a, an invalid, she limped. Osuma, she was blind. Omin Lakala Nava Chasuda. Can you really say Kala Nava Chasuda? Beautiful. Hatoram Amidva Shekhetichak. So Beisham says to say such a statement transgresses the law of the Torah Amidva Shekhetichak. According to you, Beisila says to Beishamai, a person made a bad purchase in the market. So what should we tell him? Should we tell him you made a big mistake? Or should we praise it? We should praise it. In order to create harmony, to create peace among people, it would be proper says Basilel to deviate from the truth. In this case, a person should say things that are really not true, not accurate, in order to promote human relations. Tosus points out, It's not proper, it's inconceivable, things Beishamai, that the Chachamim should institute, that a person should tell a lie, because the Torah said, Midvar Sheker Tirchak. Interestingly enough, Beishamai does not react to what Beishamai's argument is. Beishamai said, I don't understand, how, you can, how can you tell a person to tell a lie, Midvar Sheker Tirchak? Beishamai's response was, well, in order to promote human good feelings, then we should do this. But what about the Easter of the Torah, Midvar Sheker Tirchak? Here we might find a machlokas between Beishamai and Beisilel, that Beishamai really thinks that the Isra Midvasheker Tirchak impl- implies any deviation from the truth. The opinions that we quoted before might be according to Beisilel, but according to Beishamai, perhaps really there is such an Isra Midvasheker Tirchak. And Beisilel disagrees. Beisilel says Midvasheker Tirchak refers to court cases, but in this particular case, there's no Isra at all. We know that we have other cases where Chazal have told us that people have deviated from the truth in order to promote human relations. We know, for example, that Beishamai, that Arona Kohen, Arona Kohen, who is the epitome of the Kohen Gadol, of the Tzaddik, who walks into the Beis HaMikdash, into Kodesh HaKadoshim, and Aaron HaKohen is known, as it were, for telling lies. We call Aaron HaKohen the Oev Shalom, and the Rodev Shalom. And it's well known, that's what we learned when we were children, that Aaron had a custom, when he heard that two people were having a major argument, two people didn't get along, Aaron would go to one of them and say to him, do you know, I just came from your friend. He had not come from his friend at all. But he said, I just came from your friend and he's crying his eyes out. He's so unhappy. He's so sad that you two people don't get along. He would do anything to make up with you. 
And then he went back to the other person and told him the exact same thing. And apparently the Chazal understood that Aaron made this up completely. Aaron lied for the sake of peace. If we would really learn that there is no Easter of lying, then we can understand all the cases in Gemara, many cases in Gemara, the people deviated from the truth in order to promote harmony and peace among people. In fact, the Gemara in Yevamis, Dav Samachai, quotes a number of cases in the Chumash where we know, in Tanakh, where we know the people deviated from the truth. There was one case where it says that Yosef was told by his brothers near the at the end when of part of Sefer Bracious, after ya- Yaakov had passed away. So the brothers told Yosef, Avicha Tzival Kotomul Yosef Anasana Peshav Avicha. The brothers came to Yosef and said, Yaakov had commanded that you forgive him. You forgive us for what we did. Now, Chazal understood, this Gemara understood that it wasn't true at all. They were not delivering a message from Yaakov, they made it up. They were afraid and they said what seems to be an untruth in order to create peace and harmony between Yosef and his brothers. Interestingly enough, we're not even sure that Yaakov could have made such a statement. Did Yaakov ever, ever find out what really happened? Who told him? Did somebody ever tell Yaakov really what happened? If Yosef knew that he didn't tell him, and the brothers certainly didn't tell him, then when the brothers told this to Yosef, Yosef might have sensed right away that it was a lie. Nevertheless, the brothers did this hoping that it was would not be revealed by Yosef to be a lie, but they did it in order to promote peace. And the Gemara there says, a person is allowed to deviate from the truth for peace, and they quote a number of cases that can prove this point. But interestingly enough, there is another opinion in the Gemara of Rav Natan Amar Mitzvah. Rav Natan says, not only are you allowed to deviate from the truth, but it's actually a mitzvah to deviate from the truth. So this would mean that what Basilel did is not just permissible, but it's a mitzvah. One might argue that the case of Hillel Beishamai is different than other cases. In certain cases where there's a, an obvious lack of harmony, an obvious lack of peace, then lying is permitted and perhaps a mitzvah in order to promote peace. But in the case of the husband and wife getting married, there's no disharmony apparent. The only point of saying to the Chatan that Kalonava uh, Chasuda is just to increase love, but not to obviate any problem that ha- occurred in the past. So there you could perhaps learn that Bechamai would say a person should not deviate from the truth. In the case where there would be an obvious problem of Shalom bias, perhaps even Beishamah would agree that a person could deviate from the truth.
So what we have learned is that there is certainly a discussion, a question, whether there is a specific Easter of telling a lie. But even if there would be, it seems for the purpose of peace, we would allow it. And that seems to be the opinion of Beis Hillel and the Gemara in Yevam Estav Samachai. And Beis Shammai's point is apparently not accepted according to Halacha. I'd just like to point out one more Gemara that says in Masecha Sukkah, Daf Memhei, I think, the Gemara there says that a person should not tell his child, Daf Memvavam Ebeis, I'm sorry, the Gemara there says in Sukkah, Daf Memvavam Ebeis, that a person should not tell a child something that he will not do. Let's say a person will promise to give a child a cookie, but he won't give him the cookie, he shouldn't do it. And the reason for that is the Gemara says because you're tr- you'll train your child to tell lies. If a, pers- if a child will see that the adults have told him lies, so he will feel there's nothing wrong. You see from this Gemara that we're not afraid so much of the adult saying a lie because it's a lie per se. We're concerned about the possible chinuch, education, educational values inculcated to the child by this statement. Obviously, whether we learn it's an Isur or not an Isur, it's certainly a Midah, it's certainly a characteristic of people to speak the truth, and it is proper to encourage and educate people to tell the truth. If a person would tell a lie to a child, it would be a problem of chinuch rather than a problem of sheker. So, apparently, no one will just say that a person should should unhesitatingly tell lies and be a liar. The Shari Tshuva of Rabbi Yon has a whole discussion of different types of people who say lies and explains the educational problem with a person who, sells li- who tells lies and what this may have bear in for the future. But a specific Easter perhaps does not exist, but it's certainly obviously proper and the ways of Akadish Baruchu to speak MS at all times.